Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, the coach, Tim Lacombe with you. The Jazz beat the Suns 119 to 105. Let's throw things uh, down to the locker room now where Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. Hi, coach. How are you? Good to see you. All right. Uh, we will go ahead and get started here. Um, our first question will come from KSL Ryan Miller. Hey, coach. Um, you guys shot 31 three-pointers in the first half. I'm just curious if that was kind of the game plan and is that the amount you are looking for going into the season? You know, I, I think I mentioned it before the game. Um, it's something, you know, they're they're not always going to be there, but we got to do our best to to try to create them. And when we're open, uh, especially on the catch and shoot threes, you know, that's something that we're confident in our guys doing. And, um, you know, they've embraced that and we need to keep doing it. Okay, next question, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Coach, given the short period of time and short training camp, uh, are you impressed by the young guys, in particular Azubuki, and what you saw tonight from them? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot that, that's been thrown at um, those guys, though, particularly, and, and Elijah and Trent as well. Um, you know, our rookies, I, I thought, you know, Trent played with a lot of poise. You know, I thought Elijah made some, um, you know, some excellent, excellent plays offensively. You know, they're going to keep figuring it out. And uh, obviously, Doak as well, you know, protecting the rim. Um, I thought we got the same thing from, you know, our second year guys, you know, Mie coming out of the gate defensively and Juwan uh, in particular being ready to shoot and, you know, taking his shot confidently. Um, so we, we've got some guys that they're young and they're working and, you know, you're never going to, you always have a ways to go when you're a rookie and even our second year players that really this is their first time, you know, playing significant minutes with the other, with the other guys on our team. So not the first time, but, but early in their careers. So uh, if they can continue to improve and really we need them to play the right way, all those guys, that's how they can help us is if they play the right way. And, you know, hopefully they all know what that means to them individually. Next up, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Quinn, obviously Bojan hasn't played, um, you know, live game since March. And so I'm just wondering what your impression tonight was of him and maybe how long it would take to really get his legs underneath him again. Well, I thought he did a good job. You know, I, I think, you know, he, we want him to, to, to be who he is. You know, he's, um, you know, he can score the ball. A variety of ways. You know, I thought he, he looked for his three in transition off penetration. We posted him a little bit, took the ball to the rim. And I'm not concerned with Boyan whether the ball goes in the basket. I just want him to take um, the right shots. And for him, almost every shot is the right shot um, when he's being aggressive. So um, it's good to have him back and playing. And uh, obviously, as you said, being out for, for a while, um, you know, he needs to be patient with himself as far as, you know, just, you know, evaluating his play because I, I think he did an excellent job. Uh, ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Quinn, Joe finished with seven assists in just 14 minutes. Well, what's, what do you get out of him when he has a big guy who can roll and play with him and like Derek Favors? Yeah, well, I would throw Rudy Gobert in there too. I don't know what, that, that's the nice thing for Joe is, um, you know, everybody talked about Joe and Favors pick and roll two years ago and it turns out 
Um, Joe and Rudy were pretty good in pick and roll. And now Joe's got Rudy and Faith. So um, they're fighting over him a little bit because he's so good at making plays for him. Um, and uh, one of the things that Joe's been really focused on, in addition to the playmaking, has been, you know, his defense. And, uh, you know, he fouled Booker out of the gate early. He knew it. Um, but that's an area, um, not that I don't appreciate what he does offensively. Uh, there's no way you take that for granted when a guy has seven assists in 14 minutes, like you said, Ben. I mean, that's that's hard to do, and it says a lot about him. Um, but I've really been um, pleased with the way he's embraced the defensive end um, these last couple weeks where we've played as well. Okay, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Thank you. This is uh, less about the X's and O's of the game than about the weirdness of the situation. Just first game back at Vivian Arena since March 9th against the Raptors last season. No fans in the building. Can you just kind of take us through what it was like being down there in, in kind of unique circumstances? Well, you know, I, I think everybody's going through it. Um, as you, you, you probably said it as well. Um, as I can, but I'll be repeating a little bit of it. It, it. The circumstances are unique. There's a lot of people that have done a lot of work um, to allow us this opportunity. And, you know, I, I think our guys are aware of that. You know, the, the, the players themselves, you know, the testing and a lot of the things that they're doing from a habit standpoint personally um, are things that they need to do and, and we all need to do and we'll continue to do. But when you get on the floor, it's worth it. Um, even, you know, even the, 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 the small number of fans, relatively speaking, that are in the building, um, it's great for, for jazz fans to have a chance to, to watch basketball here in Vivint and, uh, and certainly people that get to tune in um, on the television. So I, I think everybody's excited about the opportunity to play and appreciative, you know, that we get to do this when there's still, you know, there's a lot of people hurting in our country right now. Um, so if there's something we can do to, to lift the spirit here and there, we want to do it. All right. And last question will come from Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. When you gave me Aoni a chance to defend Devin Booker there in the first half, how did you feel he did in, in the, a, a difficult matchup? Yeah, I thought he did a really good job. You know, Andy, he, he uh, sometimes when you're, when you're aggressive, and you're athletic as Mie is, um, you know, you can be too aggressive. And Booker's someone that's really hard to guard against because, you know, he's so good at drawing fouls. You know, I thought Mie was disciplined in how he guarded him. And, uh, you know, that's something that we've been asking of him and, and he's been trying to do. So there's games like this where, you know, he has that opportunity and um, he took advantage of it. And we want him to keep doing it. Okay, that's it. Thanks, Coach. Right, thanks. That was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. His team comes away with a win uh, tonight over the Suns, 119-105. Coach Snyder uh, said a lot of interesting things, but one thing that really stood out to me, uh, Tim, when asked about Joe Ingles, um, he, he he said, oh, okay, the seven assists are nice, but really liked a few minutes he spent on Devin Booker at the beginning of the game. You know, it's kind of been a theme throughout the show, it feels like, but uh, Coach Snyder, he's, he's going to reemphasize defense with this team. Yeah, and, and I think he can. You know, it's, it's actually built with uh, enough depth and enough size and enough length that I can just tell, you know, in terms of the shots that Phoenix with their first group, you know, the, the shots that the Jazz were forcing them to take, it looked different. 
And um, it, that's going to be a huge piece of this. It's not just going to have to be Joe. It's going to have to be Donovan and Mike when Mike gets back. Um, but you you can see that uh, the, the way these pieces fit together, it bodes well defensively for this team. Offensively, I think they won't miss a beat from from anything they did last year. At least the the ball movement and everybody's capable. But I, I just think that you're right. I think that the this probably the emphasis in camp to this point has been the defensive end and and you know for what the, the challenge that the Jazz faced tonight with Booker and in, in, in the way that they kind of defended him um, is definitely uh, it's a positive sign. And for the young guys, I mean, Locke came away uh, thinking a lot about Jawan Morgan. I can see why. I mean, some of these young guys, uh, Mia Oni, Jawan Morgan, uh, Jarrell Brantley, uh, they have the body, and you'd think they could come in and play some NBA defense. You just wonder if they can make shots enough to to make them not a negative factor on offense. And maybe that's what uh, is, is a positive takeaway from Jawan Morgan. He's he's a big guy, and he can get out there and play tough, and he's athletic. And certainly if he can go three for four from three, get, grab 11 points, he's going to find a role on the team. But there is a role for that type of player. Yeah, there's a role for it. Um, and, you know, what's what looks from the outside looking in, it looks like there may be a couple candidates for that, yep. which is exciting. Um, it doesn't just have to be one guy that you need to do this. There's a couple of guys, and um, and I'll be the first to say as a coach, you, you always have – Believe or you always think you have way more depth in the beginning of the season than you actually do when the <laughs> season gets rolling, because the games all start to count and everybody's trying to win them. But from from just what we saw tonight, there are in my mind there's two or three guys you know at every position that really can push each other, and when you get that kind of depth and com- competition in practice, it, it really does translate to game success. All right, coming up next, we'll run through the stats. We'll let you know who had what. We'll also get you back down in the locker room here for some players as well. It's your Jazz Game Night post game show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, your final 119 to 105 Jazz over the Suns here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post game show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. 119 to 105 is your final. Let's uh, roll through some stats here, Coach. Jordan Clarkson led the way tonight. 19 points, 7 of 15 shooting. He was 5 of 10 from 3. Uh, Nigel Williams Goss with 15 points coming in off the bench. Uh, he shot 7 free throws, 7 of 7, 2 of 2 from 3, 3 of 4 from the field. Uh, then uh, you've got uh, Donovan Mitchell, who had 12. Uh, Juwan Morgan added 11 points. Uh, Bogdanovich with 11. Uh, George Niang had 10. Looking at uh, the Phoenix Suns, uh, they were led by Etwan. Oh, no, excuse me. They were led by Langston Galloway at 17 points. Devin Booker added uh, 16. Um, Bri- uh, Mika- Mikhail Bridges, excuse me, at 14. And uh, DeAndre Ayton with 11. But really... Productive across the board uh, for the Utah Jazz. They shot 50% from the field. They were 17 of 41 from three for 41.5%. Uh, they uh, uh, had 45 rebounds, seven offensive rebounds. Uh, the assist line, Tim, a little bit down in the second half with 21, but uh, statistically overall, uh, good night for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, you're you're just looking to, to get a feel for, for where things are, you've got practice, you've got camp, you've got tape, all that. But now you're going against, uh, you know, a live opponent. So um, I think everything that the Jazz rolled out there tonight, everything that they kind of uh, had plans for, looked like it, it came to fruition. If the uh, 
first team just played so smooth and so well. And, and then we did get glimpses of, of some new pieces. Uh, the second half was, you know, what you would expect from second half of a NBA preseason game. Um, but definitely something, some things, numbers that stand out to you that, that make you think that, you know, the, the coaches are, are getting through to the guys and, and they're certainly playing the way, played the way tonight that uh, they want them to play. Uh, and as far as Phoenix goes, they only shot 43.3% for the field, uh, 10 of 29 from three, 34.5% uh, from three. And, and Phoenix, I, you know, they're going to be a different team uh, than what we saw tonight. But they did play their guys quite a bit uh, in the second half, at least at the beginning of the third quarter, where the Jazz did not. And it didn't seem to bother the Jazz all that much. And maybe that's a, a good sign. Your guy Jake Toulson got in there in the fourth quarter for four minutes. Yeah, got a little runner, missed it. But uh, it's nice to see Jake out there. Had the opportunity, actually. I think I was one of the first uh, coaches and Division One coaches to recruit Jake. Um, eighth, eighth grader. No big deal. You saw it coming. Yeah, you know. Um, but I'm really happy for him. He's got a great family and uh, really close with him. So neat opportunity for him. Goes out there and Uncle Danny's 22. Right. Um, kind of cool number he picked. But, yeah, you know, it's just uh, it was fun to see some new faces and see guys get a chance. All right, let's go back down to the locker room. Rudy Gobert is addressing the media. We'll go ahead and jump in. Uh, our first question will come from Sarah Todd Deseret News. Rudy, I know that it was just the first preseason game, but how nice was it to have Bojan back on the court? It was great. You know, it was great to obviously have Bojan back. You know, he's, he's pacing the way he shoots the ball, and you know what he brings us uh, offensively is something that you know is uh, is key to our success uh, as a team. And uh, just being back out there was, uh, you know, was great. Okay. Next up, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Rudy, I want to talk a little bit about Azubuki because he's a guy that's looked up he, to you in his first NBA game, first NBA dunk. Uh, what are your impressions of this young guy? I love his energy. You know, I think uh, you know he. I think he loves to play, uh, and he wants to do well. And uh, you know, just seeing the way that he's, you know, he came up first first defensive possession, got a block. Uh, you know, and uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to see, and uh, I think it's going to get a lot better. All right, next question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Rudy. So Quinn told us before the game that there were a few new wrinkles he wanted to kind of throw in defensively just in terms of guys being a little more aggressive out on the perimeter. How do you think those things went overall? What did you see that you liked? What needs a little more work? I think overall we did a, we did a good job. Uh, we gave up a few offensive rebounds in the first uh, I think in the first quarter, and uh, we cleaned that up pretty well in the second quarter. Um, you know, I think uh, the main thing for us is to keep communicating and uh, make sure that we we're able to put some pressure on the ball, and uh, and then it, it makes it easier for me back there to you know do what I do and uh, and, and talk to my teammates. And you know, I, I like what we've been doing in practice, uh, and I think we. We know we, 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 we haven't reached the level that we can reach, but we will uh, if we keep the right mindset and uh, keep getting better and better. Uh, ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Rudy, from a mental health standpoint, what's it like to be able to go home to your own bed now after a game, which obviously in the bubble you would just go back to a hotel room? How, how is that different? 
uh, I mean, it's very important, you know, be able to just be able to, you know, go home uh, for guys that have family, for guys that have kids, you know, and uh, and obviously uh, being able to be in your own house and not in the hotel room. Uh, I think for us and the job that we do, it's pretty important. And obviously, we still want to, you know, be aware of, you know, of the of the virus and all the all the things that we have to do to reduce the risk. But you know, I think it's important to to be good in your mind and and feel good. Okay, and our last question will come from Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Rudy, uh, you have a lot of guys that you can play pick and roll with on this team and outside of the usual suspects like Joe or Donovan, it seems like you have good chemistry in that action with Boyan as well. So, I, I mean, is that something that you've been working on a little bit more during training camp? Definitely. It's something we, we've talked about and it's something we want to do more, especially the get action uh, for Boyan to be able to, you know, the thread that he is on the three-point line and uh, the size that he has, uh, you know, he's just so hard to guard and whenever he, he hits me and uh, and we play the handoff or we get the little over-the-top pass like we had tonight, I think it's an action that uh, we're going to do more and more and something that, you know, we're going to be very successful at doing. All right, that's it. Thanks, Rudy. There you go, Rudy Gobert. Tonight in 17 minutes, Rudy had six points, eight rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. He was one of two from the field and four of six uh, from the line. So, you know, just really typical Rudy stuff. And, uh, you know, he's going to be a, a force offensively on the pick and roll, and he's going to affect a lot of shots defensively. I mean, it's it's typical Rudy stuff. Yeah, typical Rudy stuff, and and I liked the energy he played with tonight. Um, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard when you're a veteran; you've done this a lot. Uh, you know, it's not your first rodeo, but felt like he came out particularly with a, a good amount of energy. Was really active on the glass. Um, he creates so many issues on the defensive end, um, but he's got to feel pretty good too. That you know, it's not all kind of riding on him. You know, last year when he'd come out of the game, the Jazz took a, a serious hit. Um, and with Faves now, uh, particularly really kind of shoring up that spot, got to make Rudy feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Take the pressure off, right? Yep. A, a little bit. And and Rudy's not somebody I don't think that shies away from a difficult situation, but it's got to be tough when, you know, you feel like you've got your, your team in a good spot and you come off the floor. And he was the linchpin last year. I mean, he really was. When he when he came off the floor, it it went south quickly. And even when Jordan Clarkson was there, they would score a lot more points, but they still weren't stopping anybody. And he had to notice that. So having a, you know, a guy like Derek Favors, and then maybe you can reshuffle the lineups a little bit, have a little more strength on the bench. I mean, it it should be a, a pretty effective way of shoring things up and taking that pressure off of Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on the linchpin piece, um, and and especially you know he's a catalyst to the spacing, um, the way the Jazz want to play. He he's he is a elite rim roller, catch lob catcher and dunker, and um and you have to account for him, which means the weak side's got to suck in, um which basically death taxes and that skip pass are always going to be there, <laughs> and and so there are so many things he does within the context of a game a jazz game that really go unappreciated, um but I agree with you I think everything the Jazz do on both ends kind of. Uh, Rudy's kind of the 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 bedrock of that. 
All right, your final. Uh, Jazz beat the Suns 119 to 105. Coming up right around the corner, we'll continue to break this one down. We'll get you more sound from the locker room as well. Jazz game night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. The Jazz beat the Phoenix Suns tonight 119. 105 in preseason game number one. Uh, kind of a tale of two halves, Tim. Not not from a success standpoint, uh, more from a lineup standpoint. Pretty expected, I would uh, I would guess in uh, in uh, preseason game number one. Saw a lot of the regular rotation guys uh, in the first half. Although we did see uh, Mieoni and Juwan Morgan get in a little bit with uh, some of the regulars again. Mike Conley. And Royce O'Neal did not play uh, tonight for the Utah Jazz. But, you know, the rotational players, uh, Tim, look like uh, they really haven't skipped a beat. I mean, the familiarity looked there. The spacing was good. And uh, they really played well. Yeah, I think that the the preseason, you know, if it's if history is any indication, they'll just, you know, this is typical of the first game. And you'll kind of tighten things down as you go uh, in preparation. And then you'll start kind of working on rotations leading into the first game. We, we only have four preseason games this year. Is that correct? Three. Three preseason Three. games. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, that's going to we'll, – we'll probably see a little different approach, um, maybe guys playing a little bit longer for conditioning, and then, like I said, just uh, shoring up the, the lineups. And then the uh, the rota- or the the younger guys get in in the second half, and I, I thought we saw some, some really good performances. We touched on the rookies uh, quite a bit with uh, Hughes and Azubuki, but uh, really Nigel Williams-Goss looked a lot better maybe than uh, than we've seen him look uh, in the past. Uh, I thought he was sharp. I thought Jarrell Brandley looked a little bit trimmer uh, this year coming out. I mean, he's we're so used to that big barrel-chested look. I, it looks like he's maybe slimmed down a little bit and really liked his ball-handling ability, actually. Yeah, he's he is a really tough matchup, and you saw a couple times there – he gets a smaller guy on him, and they do a great job of clearing a side and letting him ISO uh, back a guy down and get to the rim. Um, but the other guy I was actually pretty impressed with tonight in the minutes he played was Forrest. You know, we didn't see a ton of him, uh, but I liked his size and his just his kind of his basketball acumen. Um, seemed to to have a really good feel for the game, good touch on a floater, and, and then just ability to kind of run the team. Uh, let's uh, send you back down to the locker room. Let's continue to get a little post-game sound. A jazz second-year player, Mie Oni, is available. Um, we will have our first question from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Mia, good to see you back on the court, man. Uh, I just want to know, from your perspective, in, in what ways has your defense improved this season? I uh, just worked a lot on my body, get stronger, quicker, move my hips better, just react better, and just knowing knowing personnel more and not biting on fakes, things like that. So just another year of playing and watching great defenders on our team and try to just resemble what they do and help our team out anyway. So I've just been focusing on that, staying solid on defense, and I know I can help the team that way. All right, next up will be Tony Jones, the athletic. Uh, Mia, you were matched up with uh, Devin Booker for a significant amount of time that you were on the floor. What did you try to get accomplished uh, in that matchup? And and what were you seeing, you know, both as, as in real time and then, you know, just kind of after the game? 
Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to came in thinking I knew I was gonna guard him. I, I came in just thinking I didn't want to get him to the line. I didn't want him to get a rhythm that way. He kind of had a rhythm early, so I was like, I wanted to take him out of that, force him in a tough contested mid-range, don't let him get any walk-up threes, don't let him get his crossover, don't let him draw fouls like that. So I was really locked in on focusing on taking that away, make him snake the pick and roll into a uh, tough contested jump shot because I know the big's going to help out on the pick and roll. So, yeah, that was, that was my mindset going into it. Okay, next, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Mie, on the other end of the court, we saw you handling the ball a few times. We saw you kind of in pick and roll situations. Can you talk about your comfort level on the offensive side tonight and, and the things that you were asked to do? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely comfortable in those situations. I know that's not asked of me as much. So if I have to if I have to do it, coach is comfortable with me being there and doing those things. But I know mainly with the with the main rotation guys, I'm going to be spacing the floor, be ready to knock down those shots and doesn't play off them. So, but yeah, I'm, I can step up and do those things when asked for. Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey, Mia, I'm just curious. How could you take us through what it was like to play here without any fans and, and just kind of the strangeness of the whole thing? I mean, sure. It, it seemed like there were fans there. It was loud. You could see a couple people, but yeah, it's a little different for sure, but we just we just had each other's backs and we just stayed comfortable. So it's weird getting used to, especially when some arenas are going to have no fans, but we just got to just focus on ourselves and focus what's going on on the court. Okay, that's it for tonight. Thanks, Mie. Thank you. Have a good one. There you go, Mie Oni. And uh, tonight, Mie played 25 minutes, Tim. One of six from the field, one of five from three. Hit that three early in the first quarter, but did have three boards and assist. He had a steal, um, was plus 16 for the night, even though he only had three points. And I, I thought he had some really nice defensive matchups against uh, Devin Booker. Yeah, just listening to him talk, you you get a feel for his 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 IQ. I mean, he he's he, he knew exactly what the scouting report was on Booker. He talked about you know, making him snake the pick and roll, not getting him to the line. You know, Booker is a, a great scorer. Um, the, the thing that it gets really interesting when you foul a great scorer and you get to the line, get to see that thing go in. Um, but there were a couple of plays you and I pointed out during the game where Mie just did a great job of using his length and doing everything he could to contest a shot without fouling. Um, I, I'm really – I'm bullish on him. I think he's a he's, – he's a piece – Kind of that's kind of unique to to what the Jazz can do, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump on the bandwagon. I'm going to be a Mieone. I'm going to be his. I'm going to be on that bandwagon. You're his cheerleader. You're yeah. His, uh... Let's just let's just. I'm going to jump on right now, and I'm going to say this guy. This guy cracks the rotation. He finds a way to to get some minutes on this team. Why? Uh, what would hold him back? Well, I think you, you can't go one for six all the time. Mm-hmm. And but again, the thing I liked about his one for six is you should shoot every one of them. You know, there wasn't any one of them out that he was trying to do too much. Um, so he's a guy that if he can focus on the defensive end and just make him uh, really, really accountable on the defensive end and then the opportunities that you get that fall to you in those corners, um, you know, like Royce O'Neal's shown us, just be be that guy, be that 3 and D guy. So he's got to be able to knock the shots down, but I think he's capable of doing that. Does it say anything that he and Jawan Morgan got some minutes in the first half with the other guys? I think I mean, those are two guys' names I've heard. I heard Tony Jones talking about Jawan Morgan and how he's been 
great in camp, and I've heard the same thing about Mie. So it, it doesn't surprise me. It's probably guys that Quinn feels really good about right now, and with Royce out and Mike out, it, it kind of falls to them right now. Uh, again, Mie finished up with uh, with three points. Juwan Morgan had 11 points, four of six, shooting three of four from three. Also had uh, seven rebounds. And, you know, those two, it's kind of the direction the NBA is going, right, with those bigger bodies, guys that can do um, a, a lot of different things, really great athletes, long players. I mean, just interchangeable, kind of that stuff we hear Coach Snyder uh, talk about all the time, those interchangeable players where it's not that – you know, the point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Uh, it's just not that type of ball game. It's more of those, you know, six six through six eight, six nine guys that can do it all. The league's full of of that position. You know, it's a David David Locke and I were talking. You know, prior to the draft, and then you and I sat here and watched the draft. And about every guy we talked about, six six, seven one wingspan, six seven, six eight. That's that is where this league is going. Um, you you do need someone out there to kind of run the team. You got to have a point guard or somebody that plays, you know, with those skills. But beyond that, now it's it, it really has turned into you got to have a point guard and you got to have a serviceable big, and then it's interchangeable parts around it. Um, and you're able to space the floor and move the ball and and get the shots the Jazz got in that first half. Kind of on that note, what do you think uh, about uh, what David noted um, when we were talking to him in crosstalk? And uh, I think he sent out a tweet about this as well. But uh, Boyan Bogdanovich spending most of his time uh, in his 17 minutes playing that three um, as opposed to playing the four where we've seen him. We saw him a little bit more last year. Yeah, I, I like him at the three, and I think that this – you know, you get a couple of these guys to come along at the four. It allows him to play that three more. And and really what you can see with him at the three is what we talked about in Crosstalk with Ron and Dave about now you've got a guy who can bust you from three, but you put a smaller guy on him, and, and he is a handful down there yeah. because he's so crafty. And he's got, you know, in the mid post, he's got the turnaround jumper where he can back you down to either shoulder, um, and he's got a really nice – you know, counter to everything he does. I just, I really like him in that spot. Yeah. You liked that last year. You pointed that out a lot last year. And, and in my mind, I really do think a healthy Bojan and the jazz get through the first round. Oh, I totally agree. I, I mean, the jazz should have gotten through the first round. They anyway. should have. Yeah. Correct. But what I'm, I mean, there were, there were a lot of, there was a, a lot of learning curves for some guys. Whereas Boyan just comes in and just does his thing. Yeah. I mean, he's efficient and he just makes the thing work. In fact, speaking of Boyan Bogdanovich, let's throw it back to the Jazz locker room where he's standing by with media. All right, we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, first question will come from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Boyan, good to see you. Uh, just wondering, after all these months of uh, not being able to play against competition, what it felt like getting out there tonight and playing someone other than your own teammates. Um, how did you feel in general? I felt I felt good, even if it's kind of kind of strange. This is my first time in my life that I didn't play for this long, or even just like pickups game or or, or, or preseason games, whatever. So it it was kind of kind of strange for me, but I really wanted to play to get to get that good feeling good feeling back. So I'm happy that I'm that I'm back, basically. All right. Next question, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Bogey, welcome back. 
And also it looked tonight that you had more looks in the paint. How much is that an emphasis this year for you? I mean, talking to Queen and, and the coaching stuff, I think that I will try to, or they will try to, to post me a little bit, a little bit more because we had a success last last season. So the first play of the game was was kind of for me to to try to post up and get in a game on a, on the right way, especially because didn't play for a long time. So, like I said, I will will try to post more, and then I think that we did a great job overall shooting shooting threes that that's what I what I want from us and we had like I think 33s in the first half so overall great game for from from our part all right Sarah Todd Deseret News kind of along those lines Boyan um, when talking to Rudy we he had said that sort of that give and go action with him is something that you guys are want to try to do more of and that little over the top pass that you had with him tonight. How nice it is, is it to have someone like that with Rudy that can make it easy for you to score in different ways? I think that that's, that's the also, that's the also part of the game that we can, that we can improve both of us. I think that I'm, I can do more damage on a get action and, and passing game and handoffs with him instead of instead of playing pick and roll. So that was also the the stuff that we were doing on a on on a preseason and and we will keep keep working on that so we can execute during the during the season. So he's he's tall, he's great, he's good passer from the from the high post and then mostly of the players is gonna is gonna chase me of the of the pin downs and all all, all screening actions so it's it's great opportunity for for us to connect like I said during the preseason so we can execute uh, when we start to play for real. And next up Ben Anderson KSL Sports. Bogey you got to play with Juwan Morgan a little bit tonight and he brings a big defender do you like going against a smaller guy, or how does that change what you're able to do, or what's asked of you? You mean when when a smaller guy is guarding me, or with uh, yeah, when when he when a smaller guy is guarding you because the bigger players on Juwan. But actually, actually it depends. Sometimes I I prefer to have someone with my size to guard me, so I know that uh, that help is not coming. I can work work one on one instead of playing against against smaller guy and then they're trying to doubling or coming for the from weak side to help. So depend of the against who we play against which defender I'm 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 posting. So but uh like I said we had a we had to sell last season even if we were not doing that often so it's that Queen is kinda of trying to, to to post me more even on the practices and now this first game. Okay, we have one last question from Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Talking to Quinn, he's been pretty clear about how kind of he feels that any shot that you have a reasonable shot at is a good shot for your team. How tough is it to kind of change what your perception is of like a good shot versus an average shot and, and kind of taking some of those average shots? I mean, we had like a couple, couple players that finished with a 40% last season catch and shooting and then transition three. I think that Joe was was leading the league in a, in the first five seconds in the offense. So so I think that that's that's kinda that's kinda good for our team. We are shooting we are shooting good and then we have to we have to trust trust ourselves and and, and and take those those early shots. Even sometimes it's not gonna be not gonna be a good shot, but I think that 
that that's the the big big part of what we were trying to do this season take more right. trees basically sorry <laughs> all right thank you that's all we've got for you tonight boyan so uh, yeah. we'll next time have a good one okay all right, Boyan Bogdanovich, of course, coming back from that wrist surgery. Timmy at 11 points tonight, four of 10, shooting two of six from three, four, uh, four boards, an assist, and a steal. But I, I honestly, and I know he's been returning to workouts and doing five on five and participating in camp, but I was a little surprised to see him tonight. I, that dude is so tough. He just doesn't miss games. He, he, preseason, whatever, he just doesn't miss games. Remember last year when he had that really bad ankle sprain early? It was the first game, I think, or the second. First or second. Yeah, yeah, And everybody thought he'd be done for a week or two, and he came back in that game. So uh, I agree. He He's a guy who loves to play. He's tough as nails. And, um, again, he just he makes everything the Jazz are trying to do easier because he's, he's a facilitator as much as he is a scorer. Andy, he did talk about that post game that uh, we're going to keep our yeah. eye on on this and show. I, I'm a big fan of it. I think um, it, it's just one other way. You're you're always looking as a coach, how can I get an advantage? How can I try to get two on the ball? And, you know, you throw it down in there enough to him against the smaller guy, you got to bring help, and it just opens up everything else. All right, coming up next, uh, we'll put a bow, uh, bow on this bad boy, our first broadcast of this Jazz season. It's been a fun one already. Uh, 119-105 is your finals. Jazz game night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. The Jazz 1-0 in the preseason thus far after a victory tonight. 119-105 over the Phoenix Suns. The Jazz were led tonight by Jordan Clarkson. 19 points in 22 minutes of play. 5 of 10 from 3, 7 of 15 from the field. Of course, Jordan going to play a a big-time role on this team, no doubt. Nigel Williams-Goss with 15 points coming in off the bench. Red Hot shooting 3 of 4 from the field. 7 of 7 from the line. 2 of 2 from 3. Juwan Morgan with 11, Donovan Mitchell with 12, uh, Bogdanovich with 11, George Niang with 10. Talk to me about Nigel Williams-Goss for a second, uh, Tim. 14 minutes, uh, 15 points, and he's uh, now it's been a couple of years uh, since he was drafted by the Jazz out of Gonzaga, and he's gone back and forth from Europe a little bit, but the Jazz keep bringing him back. Yeah, it speaks to... Uh, I would imagine speaks a lot to the type of kid he is. Uh, he must be easy to have around. Um, and, you know, I, I competed against him firsthand, you know, in the league. And and he's got a great competitive spirit, and he definitely always knows the score. Um, it was fun to watch him have some success tonight. Um, you know, it's it's second half, and, you know, he's playing against a, a mixed bag. But you love to see him come in and, and make an impact. And, the one thing that we know for sure is this team, um, you know, th- you always want to have a couple point guards. You, you always want to have a couple guys that you feel like you can put in the game, you know, at different times. And um, he didn't hurt himself tonight, but for sure the way he played. Yeah, he. they must see a little something. They want to give him some opportunities. And he's, I mean, I've interviewed him a, a couple of times one-on-one, and uh, and he's a super dude. That Gonzaga team he played on was oh. Good, my goodness! They were really good. But we, you know, we pl- we played se- his senior year at our place. We had them pretty. We had them a pretty good place with about ten minutes to go, and he just took the game over. He just won it. You know, he just made a couple of plays in transition, 
uh, made a couple defensive plays. He's definitely got a winning spirit about him. The other thing is, you know, you don't think about this much because all we see is games, but you need someone in practice to, you know, to facilitate and give your team a good look um, for what they're going to see. So scout stuff and, and prep is really important, and you've got to have the right guys with the right mindset to do that. Uh, that Mark Feud knows, knows what he's doing, I suppose. I, I've found him to be pretty smart and successful. Um, I think the only thing that I've seen in recent years that stopped them is COVID. You know, they, they yeah, had to shut down for four games. Oh, man, we missed that Baylor game, you know? too. That was going to be sweet. Yeah, oh, I was so excited for it. Uh, it you know, it was a 10 a.m. game. I was all ready to go. Um, but, no, that's, you, you know, that Nigel is is a nice player. How he fits in, in everything else is to be determined. But I think you make the right assessment. He he must do a lot of things that the, the organization like because he gets, uh, you know, they keep bringing him back. Uh, hit us with a couple of final thoughts, Tim, as uh, we put a bow on this one and look forward to Monday's game two of the preseason. Just, I, I think we, we pretty much hit on it all. I, I, I don't know if we could leave here tonight more impressed. At least I, I didn't know how it would all come together with a quick turnaround at the end of the season. Guys who had been hurt coming back, um, missing a few pieces. But overall, I, I don't know how you could walk away from that um, with a whole lot of, of critical things. It's going to be interesting because they roll this back Monday night. It's the exact game, same people. Um, so it will be fun to kind of watch the chess match. You know, Booker was held in check a little bit tonight, so will he come out firing? Uh, who the Jazz put on him? You know, kind of watch this very same thing roll back Monday night. We will be back on Monday night. Tip-off will be at 7 here at uh, Vivint Arena. Pre-game will begin at 6. And, uh, yeah, not a whole lot went wrong for the Jazz tonight. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when these two teams go up against each other because I'm with you. I came away with mostly positive impressions tonight. Everybody played pretty well. Yeah, and, again, take it with a grain of salt. It's it's preseason game number one. But for for the little check right now, the, the checkpoint, I would say it's it's tonight was a win on the scoreboard, but I think it was a win across the board. Big thanks to Lock and Boone for their fine work as usual. Thanks to Alex Lumberg for uh, his fine work as, exec- as executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Tim, it's great to see you, man. I'm glad we're doing this again. It's uh, it's going to be one heck of a year. I'm excited to be with you too, Jake. It's going to be really fun to watch this team, you know, f- from the very first game all the way through. Uh, watch them grow. Watch the guys who step up, and and see where, how far the Jazz can go this year in in, in the NBA. We'll talk to you on Monday night. Until then, the Jazz beat the Suns 119-105, to and you heard it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.